Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Dirty Twenties Podcast. My name is Marcus Stusick, and with me, as always, we have four ritzy and red-hot role players. Ain't none of them a rube. Please introduce yourselves, adventurers. Hi, I'm Cricket. Uh, I'm also Richard playing Cricket. <laughs> uh, I'm Toby. I'm going to be playing Lonlin. And it begins. Oh, not this again. Cool. So good Great. To be back. So, last we left off, as you might remember, our intrepid adventure. Uh, no, sorry, guys. I'm just talking over you. No, nope, I'm just keeping going. Uh, you miss your opportunity. You don't exist as far as I know. You, you don't have names. You're just playing characters. Uh, <laughs> when was it just the two of us? Have we really done all of this as a two man party? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Richard. When Cricket got confused in the last game by the uh, by that weird quadrupod thing, uh, that was actually like that. That was opening your eyes to the fact that it's only ever been the two of you. Just uh, no, segments of our imagination. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Now I've done my little shtick. I've talked over you. Uh, can the other two please introduce yourselves cleanly and properly? Uh. Um, Oh, 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 okay, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I thought go you were going to wait yeah. it out. This is, <laughs> we're the worst podcasters. I'm Elliot, and I'm going to be playing Lisette. <laughs> and I'm Craig, and I have pancakes. And I'm also going to be playing Salem. Very I promise nice. not to eat pancakes while I'm actually playing Salem. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm down for it. Yeah. <laughs> Little uh, food munching ASMR. Oh, it's wonderful. Breakfast mm. ASMR stream. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, Excellent. Uh, so, thank you, everybody. As you can tell, we have a full complement of our regular cast. We are once again jumping back into our full main campaign. We've had four weeks of exploratory backstories, which have been, frankly, amazing. But I'm also very excited to get back into the swing of things here with our proper campaign. So, without further ado, let me jump back into a description, a recap, a, a way to paraphrase what happened, because it's been a minute. So, last we left off, our intrepid adventurers, hired by MacGuffins Incorporated, had set out towards the town of Bleakspire to deal with the massive cold front there. There... Well, on the way there, they met Argentina Coldhearth, turned out to be a silver dragon who also employed them to stop the growing spread of corruption. When they met, when they went to Bleakspire, they made their way to the glacier. Under the ice, they met some people. Uh, well, they met one person uh, who helped them defeat this dwarven figure who was wearing a ring of winter. Uh, they defeated this person. They went back to the little town on the edge of the glacier, Skirwerod. They had a party. They weekend at Bernie's an unconscious body, eliciting a confession of love in a totally moral and normal thing to do. Then they decided to leave, go back to the uh, accursed archives in order to retrieve the churlish gnome that they had sent there as they were passing through Bleakspire. They fought the churlish gnome, defeated him in the archives. As they left the archives, Lisette was pulled into a, t a place outside of time 
composed of papers and words and saw a figure, a representation of the being who had gifted her or cursed her with the powers and the knowledge that she has. Asking if Lisette wanted to be absolved of the agreement, testing Lisette's loyalty, this creature sought to, well, its motivations are potentially slightly unclear exactly what it sought, but nevertheless, Lisette rejected its offers, firing a fiery eldritch blast at it, burning up this extra-dimensional paper space, exiting with the rest of the group outside of the town of Bleakspire, where the Trillish Gnome, having feigned unconsciousness, promptly thunderstepped away, ran away, was chased down by a the last vestiges of a hasted Salem, who cast darkness before the Trillish Gnome dimension doored away and was unable to be stopped and managed to get away. The party then spent some time looking for the churlish gnome, uh, carousing and dancing with a diviner, the uh, uh, drinking away their their sorrows in a in a speakeasy and executing a pretty in a pretty substantial heist of a very rare magic item, which was sold for the whopping sum of 35,000 gold, 25,000 of which was given to, well, essentially like a Hells Angels type criminal organization who are a criminal organization, but they also look out for those disenfranchised. And 10,000 was given to Cricket to go and buy, well, passage on an airship. And a little bit later, Air Cricket came back not with passage on an airship, but with an airship itself and $5,000 still in pocket. Uh, and that is where we pick up. The Get it, losers! We're going to Almanaeus! <laughs> losers, where are you? I know you're in uh, that speakeasy. Uh, what the heck? Oh, no. Is there a horn? <laughs> oh god like, like absolutely there is horn. A, uh, there's <laughs> absolutely some sort of horn for sure did you steal this um i bought it with the ten thousand gold yeah actually only five thousand <clears> oh really <throat> oh that's quite actually that's uh yeah, the foghorn apparently had a lot of dust in it because I'm coughing up a storm right now. Uh, <laughs> it's not yeah. used very often. So, um... I may have given Cricket some gold to buy an airship. No, no, you told me to uh, get passage. Buying it was my idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Why did you buy an airship? <laughs> I mean, we need to track down the churlish gnome, don't we? We know where he is. He's going to Almanaeus. Come on. Lonlin. El uh, uh, I almost... Uh, I mean, Lizette, not Elliot. That, that's the, uh, <laughs> the person over there. Uh, Lonlin, Lizette. Hello! Don't you guys... Uh, hi, Elliot. Uh, Hello! Th thanks for Pierre, giving me you mean. I really appreciate it. It's Pierre. Oh, it's Pierre. <laughs> I'm still kind of drunk. 
Oh no. I forgot about that. <laughs> um anyway, back to serious talk. Londlin, Lizette, don't you want to be able to get back that churlish gnome? This is the method to do it. I mean, I don't really want to get him back because as much as I want to put him down, but Tomato Tomato. But no, we're not We're not putting him down. I I just want to make sure he's okay. Oh, really? How did that work out last time? Look, we were under a lot of pressure. We didn't have time to talk things out. I'm sure if we just sat down and had a conversation, we could work it out civilly. You can't have a conversation with a madman, but... Okay, 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 look. You're right, but we have an airship. And it would be a damn shame if we didn't at least get aboard before we started having this argument. Can, yeah? Can anyone even pilot this thing? Is, 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 how sober I mean, are we I, right now? I, I assume Cricket flew it over. I'm very sober, and I, I did fly it all the way over here, and I parked it on this street. Also probably illegal we should get going soon. Yeah, there's like there's like an old jalopy like coming down the road and it just like and you see like this like big pig-headed guy with like big tusks uh lean out the car window. What are you doing? Get your damn airship off the This is a public street. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just I'm trying to get my my team ready. I don't care, just go. Just get up. So, Come on, Salem, Salem's gonna cast friends and, <laughs> and turn back towards this guy, just like exasperated, and say, "This is not the street you were looking for." Yeah, uh, what is what happens with it? Just, it just gives me advantage on yeah. charisma checks. That's okay, so great. Uh, make a deception check or a persuasion check. Uh, it's gonna be deception. All right. Come on, roll twenty. Please let me roll the dice. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> oh my god, it's not rolling. Oh, there we go. Okay. Wow. Okay, uh, so it's either a dirty 20! Or something higher, probably. Uh, but yeah. There you go. It's first, right. first roll. Perfect first roll, getting back into the swing of things. Getting getting us off with a dirty 20. Start, wow. Shit. Starting us <laughs> off. Salem is starting us off with a dirty 20. <laughs> Um, that's a different kind of dirty 20s yeah exactly <laughs> dirty 20s after dark so uh, this pig headed driver uh, says oh right uh, well uh, sorry about that um, I guess you know you're right this this road's always shit anyway I'll, I'll just back out and okay bye Have a, you know what hey actually can I get can I get your uh, your info uh, like you look kind of cool can I? Do you have like an address I can send letters to? <clears throat> You're breaking up. <clears throat> Wait, we only just. Oh, <clears throat> I can't up. hear you. Uh, <laughs> I'm well aware that he's standing like. Salem <laughs> uh, is also still a little drunk. <laughs> he looks dejected to hear that you guys are breaking up after only just having met. Uh, but he slowly backs away uh, and just like as he turns the corner, like burp, 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 uh, as kind of like a, a friendly goodbye. And uh, you are, yeah, I'm assuming you guys are climbing aboard the ship. Oh, it's a rope ladder. Okay, great. Yeah, Lundlund's <laughs> lawnmowers are climbing. <laughs> just 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you scared or something? No, 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 no. And as if you're looking down at her, you can see her eyes are clearly closed. This is fine. This is totally fine. All right. We'll make I... sure to go extra fast if you're all right, then. I didn't say that. Perfect. Cool. All right. Everybody's on board? Uh, yeah. I've been on yeah. board for the last three minutes. Oh, my God, Pierre. Jesus, Pierre. I've already made tea. Would you like some? Uh, maybe hold off for a little bit because it's going to get bumpy. Okay. And I'm going to go. Oh, <laughs> uh, make me uh, a ship's handling check. Um, I, you can do it with advantage because Pierre is going to run around and help and buttle in whatever way he can. Bless you, um, Pierre. But uh, yeah, I believe this is intelligence plus uh, I don't think you're trained in it yet. So it'll be just your jack of all trades. <sighs> intelligence yeah. I, that was the, i forgot that it was literally the one oh, maybe I'm maybe you, you don't want to be the one helping <laughs> too bad doing it i got a 12 Damn it. <laughs> uh, so uh salem or will craig described this as like when a six-year-old drives their dad's car uh during last game i think this is now like when a four-year-old drives their dad's car of like Again, that's that thing of like you put it into gear, but it's the wrong gear. Uh, and there's like a crunching sound, like a grinding sound, even though this is kind of just like a mechanical like marvel. Uh, there's still some way that you're getting the gearboxes wrong. Uh, and you kind of like slam it down and you actually like you're in lower. You're not in like lift up. And so you just kind of like hear like wood crunching and snapping as it's like trying to force itself down. Uh, you f switch it. Um, you kind of like knee jerk reaction, try to fly up uh, and you overcorrect too far to one side, kind of slam into the building that you guys just parked in front of, uh, then correct slam into the building on the other side of the street. Uh, one more like correction and you just kind of scrape by the roof of kind of the warehouse where this speakeasy was. And then you are finally up and above the city of Bleakspire. Uh, and you can begin moving through the air. Uh, do you guys want to take a tour of Bleak Spire? Do you want to uh, just start heading towards Ulmanis? Where are you guys? What you thinking? That's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Team. <laughs> I mean, Lonlin is down for anything. She's just sitting there with her eyes closed, hanging on for dear life. <laughs> do we get any leads on the gnome? At all? I, I yeah, feel I like think, we did. I think I did. Yeah. I, I did, right? Yes. So part of the uh, in, investigation was that Lonlin was kind of combing kind of physical sources. Uh, Cricket had relieved a lot of the strain from the MacGuffins Incorporated company uh, like chapter here in Bleakspire uh, in order to kind of allow their team to do a little bit more work. You were specifically focusing right. on the divinatory side. Uh, and you met Flan, um, which I, I believe her full name, I believe, was Suflaflafnin, or something like that. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't write that down. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, she graced you with a scrying spell based on like get, getting some hair from a comb of the Churlish Gnome, uh, and then gave both you and Lonlin a vision of 
uh, the churlish gnome in a little cottage scrawling like in really tight script on just like a whole bunch of different materials like wood on a shirt on kind of any sort of scrap of paper that he could find in this little cabin um he had like seen the divinatory little eye appear and he snapped it out of existence um but before the vision fully ended it kind of pulled back and you saw that you were out of the mountains in the foothills towards Olmeneus. And I think you get an idea that you might be able to kind of recognize some landmarks, especially from the air. Um, and then, of course, uh, Flan offered you a dance. So that's just what happens. It is, exactly, yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't go talk to a, div- a divination wizard without expecting to at least ballroom dance a little bit. At least a little. I mean, it's they're pretty well known for it. Yeah. All right, guys. Um... All on the way to Almanaeus in like the mountainish areas, uh, there's gonna be a little boy, Churlish Snow. <laughs> I, oh god, I at least you're sober. Technically, yes. Wait, you're Why sober. Why did you say that? Why did we... you use that word? Technically, <laughs> because I'm still me. <laughs> oh, That's fair enough, actually. Awesome. Uh, are you guys going to fly through the, like, let's say it's roughly, I don't know, five o'clock in the evening-ish? Are you guys going to, like, just fly through until it gets dark, fly through the evening, like, fly through all night? What you thinking? Well, I can see pretty well in the dark. I don't mind helming a little bit later. I think I'll allow you to, to fly my ship. Can I have a 5,000 gold back, Cricket? Yeah, yeah, here you go. <laughs> I forgot I yeah. was holding on to that. We can buy another one if you want. <laughs> Do you want your uh, own ship? Uh, no. No, no, that's... No, no. No? No? No. No? <laughs> no. Okay, no. Uh, while you guys are kind of figuring this out, uh, Pierre comes up to the four of you and says... Right. So, um, we might have a bit of a problem in that I I cannot see how we're going to get all of us sleeping comfortably on this ship. Um, I, I'm happy to just, you know, uh, I'm happy to sit in a crate or some sort of empty barrel. Uh, oh, there's a cat on the ship that just jumped up. Oh, let's get rid of it. Okay. No, no, <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> we don't toss cats off the side of the ship. Where did we get cat from? Must did have you come with the ship? Did 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 I not <laughs> check the ship? Did did, did this? Okay. It's Marcus' hey, actual you, cat. That was my actual cat. Jumped up and knocked my mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that coincided perfectly. Okay. Uh, we only there's a cat, a cat now. Um, what does the cat look like? I mean, uh, let's see. Cool. Uh, it's a tabby cat. Um, kind of strange, kind of strangey is that's the term. That's it's definitely it's a strangey cat. I um, know I, that, that's that's visual. I can see it. Yeah, um, it's like very skinny, um, kind of patchy fur. Uh, as soon as like Pierre goes to pick it up, it's like <laughs> and like trying to scratch Pierre. And Pierre's like, "Are you sure we can't throw it off the ship? This thing really doesn't like me." Isn't it bad uh, luck? 
and just not humane. I I love it. I love it so much. I, I want to take the cat and pet it. Okay, yep. Uh, make me an animal handling check, please. So. I'm going to use human determination to make this with advantage. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Are there better uses of it? Yes. Am I using it anyway? 17. <laughs> um, as soon as this scrangy cat uh, gets put in your arms, there is like that moment of like feline tension of like, how dare you be touching me? Um, and then very quickly, like you're doing like soothing mo motions or whatever it is that you do to kind of like make a cat uh, feel comfortable. And like within a moment, the cat kind of does that thing where it goes fully limp in your arms uh, and just becomes like a dead weight, which is much harder to carry because it's like, it's not fighting anymore. Perfect. Yeah. Salem, can you roll me a, a D20? Odds, it'll be a female cat. Evens, it'll be a male cat. Gotcha. Got a, a 16. 16, all right. It is a male cat. Um, okay. There is no collar on the cats. So, yeah, you guys could name it as you will or whatever. Hmm. Ideas? Anyone? Uh... I don't know. We, we found it on. We found him on an airship. Bodie McDonald's face. What do you? What, what do you want to call it, Little London? Bodie McDonald's face. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Is, is the cat called Bodie McBoatface? The cat no, called like Catty McCatface, but God's no. Uh, no, could, no. Why don't we just call it Chip? That's going to get... I guess if we have a name for the ship, that won't be... I kind of do love calling the cat Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> All right, Boaty for short. I, I'm never letting any of you name anything ever again. <laughs> you you uh, asked. I've already named the ship. Uh, I think we were discussing this uh, uh, um, in my head. I had a conversation with all of y'all. Uh, and we decided it was going to be called SS The Great Mistake. Or no, the SS greatest mistake. Sounds so, about right. Sounds pretty accurate. Oh, God. So we got Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> the uh, cat. Yeah, the cat. And then we got uh, the SS greatest mistake. God, why'd you have to put the in front? <laughs> what? Why I mean, would you? We could call the cat Cap Captain. <laughs> I do like that more now. Uh, oh, Captain's pretty cute. Yeah, let's Captain, go. Cap Captain. I like Captain. I like Captain. You you want to be Captain? Scratch Meow. between the ears. Meow. <laughs> I think he wants to be the Captain now. We 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 gotta get him a hat. We have to get him a, a, a Captain hat. <laughs> Pierre, could you make him a Captain hat? Um. Oh yes, of course. I'd be happy. Could if I make the hat? Could you deliver it to the cat? <laughs> I'm I'm still bleeding from where the cat bit me. I didn't even realize it. But oh. I will I will staunch my wounds, of course, and be happy to make a hat for the cat. A, a no, cat hat. Pierre, Pierre, you need to make friends with the captain. You gotta I, you gotta be good friends with them. If it's yeah. an order from, from you, I will make friends with Captain Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> and okay. Uh here, kitty kitty. Uh Pierre like puts his hand kind of in front uh and 
I cast dancing lights on Pierre's hand. <laughs> oh god damn. Uh, <laughs> the cat goes crazy uh, and is like fully like prey drive playtime, like let us eat this hand and jumps out of your arms, Salem's Salem, and is just like uh, and Pierre just goes yeah! uh, and starts running around the ship and is being chased by the cat. Uh, no, uh, Captain Bodie McBoatface, I'm I'm trying to be your friend. Uh, and as fast as Pierre is, you see that the cat is just as fast <laughs> and is just chasing him around. And this goes on for like way too long. <laughs> They're gonna be bestest friends. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pierre, Pierre ends up like climbing up to the highest point of the ship, the most inaccessible sh- point, and just like, I'm sorry, I tried, I really did. I'm, I think I need a moment. I, I'm just gonna advocate for myself right now. I just, I need a little moment, and I'll, I'll be back to being the perfect butler in maybe half an hour. Is that okay? Take as much time as you need. We're, we're gonna be just down here. Cool. If one of you wants to throw the cat off, I'm not that attached to it. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> we'll make sure to keep the cat and feed Captain really well so Captain never leaves us. Okay. Yep. That sounds like exactly what I requested. <laughs> Thank you very much. And Pierre just hunkers down on his little perch. I think they're going to be such great friends. (laughs) You know, Pierre said that he's not very attached to the cat, but I get the feeling that Captain would like to be attached to him by the claws, you know? (laughs) Oh, 100%. Yeah. All right, well, sail us on then. Um, God, if I have to call you Captain now, this is going to be really confusing. Oh, I'm going to call him Cappy for short. (laughs) The cat cat or Cricket? Oh. No, the, the cat. No, no, it's fine, it's fine, no, it's cricket, fine. Cricket. All right, all right, wait, Cappy, Ceylon. Wait, were you talking about me call, calling me captain? Uh, I feel like that's too much power. Uh, I'll go by Admiral if you prefer. Admirable Cricket. The, the Admiral, like the, the military position. Oh, that's also a very cute name for a cat. <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't, I don't think you're allowed to. Cat, the Admiral. The Admiral. Yeah. Can we just have, have the? Can we just have a, a crew of cats? I mean, it's possible. Can't imagine they'd be too good at driving a ship. I mean, there <laughs> are cat folk. We could literally just get cat folk people. No, no, no. That's it's not quite the same. demeaning to a whole race yeah. of people. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. clears throat> All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um. Anyway, I'll take first flight. Uh, I'll pass out soon, so one of you smart folks get ready to fly. Apparently, you need to be smart to fly a ship. Oh, I'm not. I can't fly then. That's a real shame, isn't it? Oh, I'm. I'm not going to teach you. I'm not going to teach you. No, it's okay. No, 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 no. It's okay. I'm pretty confident. No, I'm. I'm not. All right, I'm going to sleep. You want? You want to take it or shall I? I mean, I can. I just... Do you want me to? She's got, like, an evil glint in her eye. <laughs> um, 
So Salem, the question is, do you want me to fly it or or Lizette to fly it? I Which evil would you like to go down? <laughs> uh, maybe I'll just fly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that drunk anymore anyways. <laughs> so? uh, All right, well, I uh, guess we're going to try and find this spot on this tiny ship to fall asleep on. So uh, have fun. Yeah, so the ship itself is a, like, it's a pretty simple runabout in terms of airships. There are a lot more fancier, a lot of bigger ships out there, but this one is definitely serviceable. It's got a ventral sail that can be, uh, like, folded away for docking purposes, along with uh, side sails as well, um, which basically hang down mostly below the ship to aid in, uh, well, line of sight. And there's a small kind of cabin at the back, kind of partially covered. Well, it's a, I guess it's a covered cabin with a canopy above where the control helm is. And it's it, like you could sleep like one or two people pretty easily. Uh, getting to four is probably like it's going to be tight to get all four of you to sleep in this. But it definitely like there's enough room for you to sit and such. Um, and so... Yeah, as long as one of you wanted to fly through the night, uh, there's not a lot of hazards in the sky as long as you're up high enough. Uh, the only issue, of course, is that uh, if someone flies through the entire night, they will get a level of exhaustion. Uh, you could try to dock somewhere uh, and then camp out, or you could take it in shifts, but uh, regardless, whoever's kind of helming it has to make a couple of handling checks. What if you don't need to sleep? Hmm. But you do I have to spend to time studying, right? Um, I just have to write in my book. Oh, that's right. I don't. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, as long as I as long as I feed my entity, I don't have to sleep. Okay. Yeah, I think you could absolutely do that in like occasion, like one handed, like turning the wheel to kind of keep yourself on a rough course and looking out to make sure that you're not uh, uh, like flying into a mountainside or something. Uh, yeah. All right. I would say that that would be a, a simple enough activity. Uh, I would not normally condone writing whilst operating a moving vehicle, but hey, you know what? This is D&D and you got to take the risks sometimes. Yes. I'm also yeah. in a little bit drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another thing. A cricket's going to take the first uh, shift. <laughs> All right. I'll just stay up with him. Okay. I'll teach you how to fly this thing. Sure. It's really simple. You push this thing, and then you get to go down, and then you f bring it back up, and yeah, you're good. You're good. No one falls off. Vomiting off the side. <laughs> you're doing a great job, sweetie. Yeah, uh, thank you. I'm just showing you what to do. Mm -hmm. uh, Cricket, can you make a another airship handling check? Um, and. Uh, I guess to determine whether or not uh, Pierre can give you the help action, I think you got to either persuade him off or do something to calm him down. Uh, you know what? I think what I'm going to do is uh, I'm just going to make the cat invisible uh, oh, for an hour. That's not scary. <laughs> Yep. You take one of the greatest predators known to history and you turn it invisible. Yep. Uh, 
I don't want to mention Pierre. See, uh, the cat's not here right now. I think the cat's asleep somewhere. Okay. Uh, I need you to make me a perception check for Pierre. Because uh, he's going to try to see what you're doing. I think he's like, <laughs> okay. he's got eyes on the cat the entire time. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, got 29. Yeah, that's that's Pierre on the lookout, all right? He's got his <laughs> eyes on the swivel. And I think you turn the cat invisible, and he's just like... Um, Master Crooked, I don't know why the cat just went invisible, but frankly, that makes it much worse. Now I can't even run away from it because I don't know where it is. I'm sorry, I'm not... Today is not a, a day for a butler, apparently. I'm sorry, you're going to have to make your own tea, and I'm just going to look out. I, I'm happy to be lookout because I'm looking out for a cat already. Glad to hear it. You'll help me from up there, right? I... I will keep a lookout. Okay, my eyes are open. I'm not I'm not splitting any of my attention away from my eyes because I do not want to get eaten. <laughs> All right, you're good. You're good. I I I don't know why this is so funny. <laughs> um all right, I'm I, just going to Yeah, I don't think Pierre's in a good place to give you the help action. I'm sorry. No, that's entirely fair. I'll just cast a ability for myself. Okay. I got a lot of spells <laughs> left over. <laughs> All right, uh, I want to cast Enhance Ability Intelligence, uh, and because I'm casting it at third level, I'll also just kind of tap uh, Lizette on the shoulder. Enjoy! Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then I will make my check. Oh, All right. shit. <laughs> um, there's a, an inspiration session or something like that, right? There is, for sure. Cool, I'm going to do that real fast. <laughs> That's a lot better. I'll take a 15 over a 6. Okay. Yeah, uh, the first few hours of flying the ship, like once you kind of leave Bleak Spire Airspice, Airspice, uh, wow. Uh, once you, uh, I wish I knew a uh, Spice Girl song so I could sing it for a moment, but mine just went blank. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, once you leave the Bleak Spire airspace, um, it actually, does, it's pretty easy. And there's not a lot of like thermals or anything coming off of the mountains, especially as the day cools. Uh, and so it's a pretty easy thing and you're able to fly through and you don't hit any trees or other airships. Um, after about two or three hours, um, we'll trade off and, uh, you guys are still up in the mountains. It's still, uh, you know, it's a fair distance that you have to travel to get back towards Olmanaeus, but with an airship, you can probably do it in about... 14 hours worth of flying um but you also get the, you feel like the uh churlish gnome wasn't quite for he wasn't at Olmanaeus. he was just heading that direction and so uh who is taking over the next kind of shift i can do it all right perfect uh lisette can you make me a, a airship handling check which i don't think you're proficient in uh, but it will, it'll be an intelligence check. So, and you have advantage because of enhanceability. Enhanceability only lasts an hour. So I could, oh. I don't know if I could do it while I'm eh, sleeping as well. You know what? For, for the sake of this, I'm just going to say you cast it at third level. We'll just, it's fine. Cool. Yeah. Whether or not I got advantage, I, I rolled two 19s. So I got oh. a, oh, Jesus. <laughs> 20, it's a check. Yeah, it's a check. Okay. 
So that's 24. <laughs> so uh, Lizette's our uh, pilot now, right? Yeah, apparently. You can call Lizette's me captain, captain now. now. Yeah. <laughs> God, is everybody on this damn ship a captain now? <laughs> We're all the captain now. <laughs> Look at me. We are the captain now. <laughs> oh, God. Awesome. Uh, perfect. Another, like, perfect uh, set of flying. And actually, uh, Lisette, as you're flying it, you actually kind of feel very confident uh, flying this and taking a little bit of liberty with it. And you're able to, like, really confidently take this ship up higher. And you actually get kind of above the cloud layer uh, and you look down and you just see that beautiful like vista of these clouds that are lit only with moonlight um, and so it's kind of this like glowing ethereal place to fly through as you're way above the clouds and you just see this like kind of whitish gray reflected light illuminating everything now from below basically um, and it's a beautiful light. Uh, the sun has set and it's getting, yeah, like it's pretty dark and it's quite a magical time. Uh, Lisette, are you going to continue flying or are you going to hand off to Salem? Um, I'll, I'll check in with them. All see right. how they're feeling because I, I could easily continue on through the night. Eh? Oh, uh. Salem? Yeah. I am not. I'm not quite sure if you're awake enough, but uh, if you want, I can take your. <clears throat> oh, um, no, that's uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I think I'm awake enough. I'll give it a spin just so see if I'm any good at it. But uh, if I'm rubbish, then you're more than welcome to carry on. Fair enough. I would give you a lesson, but uh, cricket wasn't the best teacher. <laughs> I I did feel for a brief moment like I was upside down earlier. Oh, we absolutely were. <laughs> why why did I give Cricket money to buy an airship? That's a really good question that only you I, know the answer to. I'm going to spend all night thinking about that, I think. Uh, and then I'm going to try and make an intelligence check and see how I do. It's probably not going to be as good as that. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, only a 12. Only a 12. Um, I think you guys are up above the clouds right now, and you can just see a few of the mountain peaks poking like above the cloud layer. And you begin to kind of like descend through the clouds, and as you lose visibility, you see like this dark shadow just come up really quickly. There is a mountain peak basically like hidden by the clouds that you didn't see um, you like pull hard to one side uh, you kind of hear meow as the cat like slams slides across the deck um, and uh, everything kind of tilts to the side you just barely avoid this mountain um, there's like a tiny tiny like scrape as like one of your outrigger sails knocks a tiny like pebble loose from the mountain as you're just coasting past it you just manage to get past it and then you dip below the cloud layer so you can see the hazards and you're able to kind of chart a course to avoid any future mountaintops uh, it was a narrow thing but you just managed to avoid it chest has 
planned. <laughs> I think I'll probably leave flying to Cricket and Lizette, but uh, no, it's good to know that I can at least not crash the ship. Awesome. Uh, so it seems my my luck with driving follows me to ships as well. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, it's now around uh, like kind of midnight, two a.m. ish in the morning. Um, and you can see the ground below you, the mountains are becoming a lot smaller. Uh, they're like lessening in height. There's much less snow on the ground as you're dropping down in elevation, uh, kind of to maintain the same height above the ground. You are consistently going down and down and down and you get closer and closer to these foothills. Um, and you feel like within maybe like an hour or two hours, you might be kind of around the area that was described in the vision. Um, it is still quite dark, uh, but you're, you'd be welcome to keep going or you could like try to kind of post up. What, what are you guys thinking? Uh, I think posting up might not be the worst idea in the world. But I'm I'm open to keeping going if somebody else wants to take the helm. I mean, either or. Uh, I'm also not too. I I don't want to really hold off too too long because the longer we hold, the more chance that we have the Chilish noble get away. Cause that's another thing. Yeah, I, I I do realize people need sleep, and if need be, I, I can try to steer the ship, but. Don't think it's a great idea. <laughs> Pierre, you you good to help out now this time? I am feeling a lot better. Thank you. Yes. Captain is still unseen to me. I assume the invisibility has worn off, but I will help out as long as the cat doesn't eat me. We will make that promise. Okay. Thank you very much. I was worried. I thought for a moment that you valued the cat much more than me, and it no. made me feel a little insecure. So no, it's good Pierre. to hear that you would... Okay, thank you very much. That I just I just kind of needed to get that off my chest. Uh, but uh, sorry to offload uh, emotional stuff onto you. That's not, that's not your job. That's my job to listen. I apologize. Uh, who wants tea? I've got a nice chamomile. It's good oh. for this time of night. Pierre oh. is too absolute precious. We love you, Pierre. Don't worry. Shucks, I love you too. I mean, I respect you in a perfectly normal and professional manner. I mean, both work. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll take chamomile, and I guess I'm gonna pass out again. All right, uh, and who is helming, uh, Lizette? If you do take over again, like like you were saying, uh, you can just be writing in your book, and it's not a big problem. Or are you oh. posting up? Yeah. Dope. I'll take over. All right. Perfect. Uh, as you begin taking over, uh, you're flying through. I'm going to say, kind of in order for the rest of you guys to get like a, a full night's rest, uh, you would probably want to sleep uh, just for this remainder. Um, but is there anybody who would want to stay up to assist or to be like extra eyes on lookout or anything? Uh, I'd like to help a little bit. All right. Cool. Uh so, I think with, uh, actually, I guess you've had two people kind of operate. Yeah, it, and so would Longlin. Yeah, I'd say you could 
you guys could have like a, a have could have had a full rest by now, basically. Um, even though it's quite early, like it's not very taxing to be on a ship that's moving. So uh, I think what I would like is uh, if someone wanted to helm a perception check, they can do so with advantage. And then Lizette, if you can do another uh, airship handling check. Sure, I'll do the perception. All right. Uh, as with advantage, right? Uh, yes. Uh, and if you would rather, Pierre could helm it if, uh, oh, if Pierre... Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll try and help out Lizette uh, if Pierre can do the uh, perception checking. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Pierre is happy to do so. Uh, he, like I said, he's got his eyes on the swivel for that cat, and he just happens to also be looking around. You know, that's wild. Uh, I think he's just actually really scared because he rolled a nat one and a two with advantage. Oh, my God. So he's got well, 13 like... at least. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Pierre is mostly just looking at the ship. Pierre is not really looking around. Um, and Lisette, can you just make an airship handling check for me, please? That is a 21. Whoa, amazing. Awesome. So with a 21, again, in smooth sailings, you're finding these, like, in addition to just, like, flying nicely and smoothly, even though it's dark, you are finding these pockets of beauty through which to fly, like flying over a moonlit lake or flying through a uh, like a river gorge valley that is incredibly wide and so there's no danger of hitting the sides uh, and you can just see like vines and moss growing down and there's ev everything that you're flying through has this ethereal quiet nighttime um, and as you're flying about like kind of an hour after this last kind of switch over Pierre is still looking around at the ship um, and you're just getting out of kind of the, the last of the proper mountains and you're just about to get into the foothills when you just hear like a uh, and you look up and above your ship you see what looks like the wings of a bird of prey in dive uh oh and it's diving and it continues to dive and it sh and it's just growing and growing and growing and you realize that this is some sort of giant bird uh this bird like their wings are tucked right now as they dive towards your ship but you get the sense that this wing like when they flare their wings their wings might be something like 150 or 200 feet in wingspan as this rock uh starts flying towards you with its talons extended can everybody please roll initiative? Uh-oh. This is why we stay on the ground. <laughs> That's a three for Lizette. Hey, Lizette, you're back. <laughs> and she's back. Yay! Welcome back, Lizette. Hooray! <laughs> All right. Uh, cricket. Uh, I got a five, and uh, uh, Pierre got a 15. Okay. All right. Uh, and Lonlin? Uh, it's a 10. Wow. All right. Okay, well, uh, I've got like half the damn cruise initiative put together, apparently. It was 21. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, yeah, that, that's. I think that's right. literally all of the rest of you and then some, except for Pierre. But. Oh, Pierre got. <laughs> no, we got 18 in total. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. 
Oh, man. All right. So um, as even though you guys are asleep, you hear that echoing screech um, and it is enough to pop you out of sleep. Uh, and Salem, you act first. Uh, okay. What? Uh, it uh, is currently about 80 feet away from your ship when it called out. 80 feet away. All right. Uh, I, I like to think Salem is sleeping pretty light um, yeah. as a result of, of Captain just being nearby and probably doing that cat thing of constantly walking across them yeah. uh, or disrupting them in the middle of the night. Okay. So Salem's <laughs> going to pop up. Uh, <laughs> And their eyes widen as they see this damn big bird flying in. Uh, and, oh, shit. Um, I'm going to race up to the highest point on the ship. Um, okay. Uh, uh, sorry. Okay. So the just do, do we have like a like a crow's nest? We don't, right? Uh, no, not on this ship. No. Okay. I didn't think so. Yeah. Then, uh, like the highest point is kind of like just like one of the the spot the spurs of like a, a tent like a covering kind of thing almost all right uh, i'm gonna do that uh and then i'm going to quicken out a cast of haste on myself oh shit okay Amazing. uh and i am going to look up towards this damn big bird uh and get ready to jump when it gets close enough okay amazing uh, absolutely, yeah. You uh, swing up onto the top of this. You touch, like, your chest. You feel that energy and flooding in into you. You feel your, like, heart quicken pace as the world around you slows down and you become more aware of what is going on and how fast things are moving and you feel like you are operating on this higher wavelength of, like, perception. Uh... And Pierre, uh, it is now Pierre's turn. What would Pierre like to do? He's at the front of the ship, um, like basic, like right in behind the bowsprit, uh, basically looking out for a cat and then suddenly getting distracted by a giant bird. Uh, okay. Um, I think he's just gonna try and everyone's awake, right? Pierre would yeah. find that out. Uh, I think. Yeah, with the initiative rolls, uh, yeah, Salem and Lawman woke up with the with the cry of the bird. Okay, um, Pierre's just gonna help, I guess. I don't know if he can necessarily uh, help out Salem with jumping, maybe. Uh, oh, and then after yeah. that, he's gonna take a dash action and then try and hide. <laughs> Because uh, he only yeah. has 15 health, and he is prime target material for this rock. I guess I am, like, right next to Pierre, so... Yeah, that checks. I, I think, like, P like you're kind of standing on, like, this, like, thing, and there's, like, a, a little canvas tarp stretched behind, and you actually watch as Pierre jumps up, grabs the canvas tarp, and pulls it down, as if it can kind of be, like, a slingshot for you. Uh, and basically, uh, he was go he's going to run away as soon as you jump. Uh, I'm not going to have him burn his reaction. He's just going to be, like... That is his motion, is to pull that down. You're kind of stepping onto it. As you jump, you'll get a little bit of an extra boost from Pierre helping you. Uh, and uh, then Pierre runs and hides. Uh, and Lonlin, it is now your turn. Uh, so we were all taking a long rest, or is it like a short rest? Sorry. Uh, so I, I think you guys have all had a long rest. It's just easier, easier math than being like, well, it's only been seven and a half out of your eight hours. That's so, okay, but we were in yeah. the, like, we were sort of, like, near the end of our long rest. 
Yeah, you were definitely. I would. You. I, I think you finished a long rest. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So Lonlin is going to scramble to her feet and grab her sword and shield, but she doesn't have plate on. And she. And there's a giant rock coming towards the ship. Is that yep. my understanding? Uh. R O C. Rock, as in like giant bird. Yeah. So oh, okay. Uh. Oh. Okay. Uh. This is fine. Uh, she is looking around. She's looking at her spell list. Um, <laughs> and how far away is it? Sorry. Uh, eighty feet up currently. Eighty feet up. And okay. coming in quick. Mm-hmm. Um, she is going to cast. How far is everyone else from me? Uh, the, I mean the ship is only about. Oh, what size did I say the ship is? Uh. Because, like, Salem said that they climbed up, right? Yeah, I mean, everyone is within, like, 20 feet, basically. It's a 25-foot-long ship. Uh, okay. So, yeah, everyone is within, I would say, even probably within 15 feet. Perfect. Okay, uh, Lonlin is going to cast Bless on... Um, actually, let's see. She's going to cast Bless at second level so she can get everyone, including herself. Not P... Hmm... <laughs> okay, she's not going to bless herself. She's going to bless everyone else in the party, including Pierre, um, as an action. And then as a bonus action, um, that's actually, yeah, that's all she can do. So she'll just okay. hang, on, hang out, <laughs> staring up <laughs> at this bird. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, next up, it is the rock. The rock is going to continue diving down. They can easily make this 80 foot. So I don't know when Salem would jump, but like you can easily jump before this rock gets to the ship. Uh, here I go. And uh, straight up and over. Perfect. Uh, just make me uh, an acrobatics or athletics check. <laughs> this is definitely going to be the first one. Uh, I've got yeah, a you with have, advantage. Yeah. You have advantage for sure. Oh, sweet Jesus Christ. I'm going to spend my inspiration. I got a one and a two. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, again. Fear's fear is yeah. contagious. Oh, okay. Oh, that's better. A two and a nat 20. Oh. Hey, let's go. Hey. All right. A nat 20. That's amazing. Yeah. Pierre jumps up, pulls down on this thing. You kind of step into the tarpaulin. It becomes like a catapult, like a slingshot. Uh, you rock it towards the rock. Uh, and with a nat 20, please describe your motion through the air and what you do when you get to the rock. Uh, okay, so I've got my quarterstaff out, uh, and as I'm flying up towards the rock, I'm going to lunge out, snap out with the quarterstaff, and get it underneath the rock's neck. And I imagine that I, like, the quarterstaff is probably not long enough to cover the entire rock's neck, but basically I'm just going to use it to, like, hang on to the rock. Like, I'm going to, uh, as I go up and over top of it, whip around with the quarterstaff and like a a, a bit or a, a bridle, just get this thing around the rock's neck and um, uh, <laughs> hold on for dear life and then pull, pull up a little bit if I can manage it. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I would say with that nat 20, make any attacks you have. Uh, I would say like I know it's your held action. I'm going to give you all your hasted action and everything. Um, sure. And uh, make those all with advantage with that nat 20 acrobatics. Oh, God. Okay. 
Uh, quarterstaff first. Yeah. Got not twenty on the quarterstaff. Oh my god! Oh. Salem, oh, and, and a one as well on the other die. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care about that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so fourteen damage from the first hit. Ooh. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, I guess I only get one more attack because. Most oh. of my attacks come from Flurry of Blows. Right. Uh, so second quarter staff attack is going to be a 14. A uh, 14? Uh, unfortunately, uh, and that was with advantage? Yeah. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, like, you swing about uh, like using that quarter staff. Oh, bless! Oh, Hang bless. on! You are right. I forgot bless. With bless. Uh, 17. <laughs> 17. <laughs> Absolutely hits. Solid hit. Nice. Uh, okay, for 12 points of damage. Ooh, baby. All right. Uh, you fly through the air. Like, as you're hitting with the quarterstaff, use the momentum, swing around, uh, land on the back of this thing. As you're landing, you're kind of like driving your fist in for your other attack, and you're trying to pull up on this rock. Uh, I'm going to say with that, because um, it's still the rock's turn. That was just your held action. Uh, the rock... Uh, is I think even with you trying to like pull up and actually you know what you got two nat twenties, uh, make me an uh, it's going to be a contested athletics check to try to <laughs> alter the <laughs> the speed of this thing. I'm going to use my human determination. You used it on the cat. I'm sorry. Oh, oh but no, don't you, I didn't we had a rest. You got a rest. I get back. Damn it, yeah. you got a rest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean it, it didn't it didn't matter. I rolled higher in the first die anyways. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen. Ooh, this thing got a 16. It has plus 9, but it rolled a oh 7. Oh my god! Oh, uh, as you, like, you fly up into the air, you, like, hit it with this, and you hear it, like, uh, like, you kind of, like, hurt its, like, whatever a, a bird has in, set in place of vocal cords or whatever. Um, and it is fully shocked. It stops. Um, instead of, like, diving the rest of the way down to the ship, it stops... I'm going to say like 15 feet above the top of kind of like the highest part of the ship. Uh, and it's just flapping there, trying to struggle uh, and like kind of trying to recover uh, from this. And it is just going to um, try. I think it's just going to like uh, having like been arrested in its fall. It's going to flip its body and try to knock you off. Um, oh, geez. <laughs> Uh, and it's just going to try to, like, that is going to be its action, is just to, like, try to flip you off. Uh, it's going to give you the bird! Oh my god, that works so well! <laughs> um, can you please roll either an acrobatics or athletics check? 23 on acrobatics. 23? Oh my god, yes, this sir. thing... It rolled, a, it rolled a 10, so it only has a plus... Like, it has a plus 9, so it only has a 19, as oh. this thing flips over and you're just able to like bury your hands in some of the feathers and this thing just squawks uh and i think in doing that it kind of gets down it's maybe uh let's say it's uh five feet above the highest point of the deck which is probably like 15 feet up above where people are so it's it's about 20 feet above you guys upside down though upside down <laughs> Uh, with its wings I'll wave out. at the party as I pass over, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, that is the rock's turn. Uh, Cricket, it is now your turn. Cool. Uh, sorry, so the, the rock is still 15 feet above the ship, right? Yeah, It's. I think it's actually about 20 feet above the ship. Okay, uh, that's like, fine. Yeah. 
I can I can still jump that. <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna like just tap my shoes together and I begin to run up towards where Salem is. And this time I'm gonna personally be going to grab one of his uh, the talons essentially, because I think that's just like the easiest thing I can wrap my arms around. Uh, uh, and Salem as made a good point, I this thing is currently upside down, like just coasting on its wings upside down, uh, trying to drop Salem off. But uh, I think like. It is like spinning. I think you could grab one of the talons as it was spinning for sure. Sure, I'll I'll, I'll try that. Yeah, I'll yeah. do that. Uh, and as I grab one of the talons, I take out the uh, movable rod, and on the other side of its uh, the, the talon, kind of uh, opposite to where my body is, I then click the button and I just hold tight. Oh my god! You're oh trying no. to fully arrest the movement of this thing. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this rock a strength saving throw um, to avoid breaking its leg as it <laughs> flies in. It's going like oh, no. as fast as it possibly can basically in a dive uh, and it just like this leg just stops. It's going to make a strength saving throw. Uh, God, this thing is not rolling well. It rolled a 4 plus 9 oh, is no. 13. Uh, you click uh, the immovable rod in place and you hear a snap uh, and the talon around which you are like holding basically uh, goes limp uh, and actually uh, you hear the rock eat, like with a strangled cry um, as the talon fully goes limp and because it is limp it then pulls through the, the immovable rod you are hanging onto the immovable rod the rock continues forward um, with one leg fully broken. Uh, can you roll me... Uh, let's go now. with 60-10. Roll me 60-10, Oh my 10, god! Please. Oh, this poor bird! Oh my god! 40! Oh my god. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, immovable rods are no joke when something is moving 120 feet per round. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's a fair. tremendous amount of force. Um, yeah, uh, this thing... Uh, I think it doesn't really move very far forward in relation to the ship. It's basically coasting with the ship. What does happen, though... Uh, Cricket, you stop moving in relation to the ship. Uh-oh. You are suspended in space as the ship continues moving. Uh, Lisette. Or Cricket, do you have any bonus actions or anything? Um... I am going to inspire someone as I use my feet in a uh, rhythmic pattern, kind of sl like slapping them together. Uh, Lizette, you go! You got this! Come on, Lizette! But like, I'm in like a pattern and it kind of goes into like one of the, well, like a cheerleading kind of thing, like, go, go, Lizette! Go, go, Lizette! You, if you can't do that, no one can! Kind of thing. Amazing. Uh, Lisette, it is now your turn. Okay, so, wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm still driving the ship, right? You are still driving I'm the ship. I'm going to go vanish soon. Oh, Jesus. Um, if I leave the ship, if I leave the wheel, it's going to stop, right? Uh, if you leave the wheel, it'll it'll coast to a stop basically over this turn. Yeah. Okay. Um. um yeah, for kind of like, I think a lot of like that tra that speed stuff is in the ship stat block is about like 
if you've got like two aerial ships flying. Um, but in this instance, like if you leave the ship or the wheel, it'll basically, I'll say it'll just coast kind of to a stop as it like kind of lists to one side. Okay. Um, so how far away is everything from me if I'm at the front of the ship? Uh, so if you're at the front of the ship or I, yeah, I think the helm is usually towards the back of the ship, but, um, you could be at the front, whichever I'm fine. Uh, the rock is 20 feet above you. Salem is technically below the rock currently on the rock. Uh, and cricket is just behind kind of the back of the ship. Now as the, as your ship kind of continues moving forward, um, holding onto a immovable rod that has just broken a rock's leg. Okay. Um, so, hey, Cricket. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to fly? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Can I cast Polymorph on Cricket? Oh my Wait, god. Oh my god. Yes, you can. Uh, just. Full, like a rock is a monstrosity so you can transform him into a rock but you can definitely transform him into any other beast that you would like including I mean you could transform him into an auroch just saying wait no no no, no. <laughs> it's got rock That's in the word trick. it's got rock in the word it's a just cow saying. don't turn me into a cow <laughs> as long as somebody also casts fly on you it's okay right <laughs> Flying cow would be very fun. <laughs> uh, maybe I need to learn fly. Oh my the, god! Uh, moving scene. I'd be <laughs> very, very excited to see it. Oh! <laughs> I think you could turn me into like a, a, a giant eagle. Yeah, yeah, giant eagle, giant owl, any of those for sure. Or, like I said, aurochs an option. <laughs> Oh, never mind. They can't fly. Oh, that was gonna be disgusting. Never mind. Um, yeah, I'll go giant eagle. Okay, amazing. Uh, Cricket, I would say your body morphs so that uh, your feet kind of come up to where the uh, the immovable rod is, uh, and are they are basically grabbing onto the immovable rod at the moment. I would allow you to burn your reaction if you would like, Cricket, to unclick the immovable rod. Oh please! Oh, I was okay. gonna—I was gonna have to burn my action before to okay. like use my beak to I, do it. I would—I would allow you to burn your reaction to uh, to unclick the immovable rod, just kind of as you begin to feel your body transforming. Oh, bless uh, you! Yeah, totally. Perfect. Awesome. And yeah, you watch as your body transforms into a giant eagle. Um, Lizette, when you polymorph someone, what does that look like? Um. I think for Lizette, it's very, it's very much the whole, you know, what is the word? I'm trying to think of the motif, the mo the ink motif, where it, it like drips down. It's <laughs> disgusting. It feels gross, Cricket. It, it feels disgusting. Um, ah, ah, <laughs> I hate this! Ah. <laughs> and like where the ink like leaves, that's where the new creature comes out. Ooh. Yeah, you kind of just like grow it. I think that's beautiful. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, I feel awesome. disgusting. Ka! <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, Cricket is now this giant eagle 
behind, um, I think, still wearing a, a nice tie, just because that's fun. Uh, and Cricket is flapping in the air. Uh, anything else on your turn, Lizette? Uh, just keeping the ship going forward. Okay. Uh, make me just a straight up uh, arcana check to see if you can do this and continue flying the ship at the same time. Ooh. Um... <laughs> so I rolled a 10, but that's still 22. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I would allow the ship then to keep pace with the, the rock as it continues kind of like coasting on its wings. All Excellent. Right. Uh, Salem, it is your turn. You're on an upside down rock. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I, I, I guess I hit the rock. <laughs> uh, quarter staff. And right. that's going to be a 28 to hit for seven points of bludgeoning. Yep, that'll hit. And that definitely does some damage. Oh, um, can, that's going to have been my hasted action because I yep. want to spend my regular action to cast Booming Blade. Okay, absolutely. Since uh, I'm pretty sure this rock is going to be moving. <laughs> I have a feeling you're right. Uh, absolutely, yeah, you cast Booming Blade, so make another attack as part of Booming Blade. Okay, uh, it is going to be... Ah, miss. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's only, only a 12 to hit. Only a twelve. Unf oh, but yep. you are blessed. Oh, uh, well, that's with that's with less. <laughs> I got oh. a two on the dice. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I, I put it in my modifiers, um, and I guess I'll flurry of blows. Okay. Fourteen and twenty-five. Uh, unfortunately, the fourteen again misses. You kind of like you're able to like just with the quarter staff just pull on it. Um, and kind of like, again, kind of choke the rock a little bit. Uh, but you're upside down and it's just like hard to get that momentum to swing up. So only one of your uh, one of your blows lands. And sorry, what was uh, the damage on it? Uh, eight points of bludgeoning on that one. Okay, perfect. Uh, da -da -da. Excellent. Uh, and uh, remind me, does Booming Blade, um, is it just on the oh, next I, I miss. you hit? Or is it yeah, only... well, oh, it's, okay. it, it's yeah, it's a cantrip, so it's just like if I hit, it happens. If I don't, nothing happens. Okay, cool. I wasn't certain if it was like one of those ones where it's like on the next attack that hits. But... Yeah, no, no. It's okay, just, cool. just a just an attack. All right, perfect. Uh, Pierre is gonna go. Pierre is hidden. Uh, Pierre is going to uh, do a mission impossible and continue to hide, <laughs> uh, just because. I, I feel like right now he is in great danger. Uh, uh, make me a luck check for Pierre. Sure. All right. That's a two. Uh, Pierre is in his hiding spot and he just hears. Meow. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, what would Pierre do hearing meow right in his ear? Uh, I want to make a wisdom saving throw real quick for that. All right. Yeah. That's a nine. He's gonna run out. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is this is hell. This is literal hell. <laughs> uh, oh, Pierre. Pierre runs out, uh, sees what's going on, and says, "It's not much better out here." Um, what would Pierre like to do now that he is no longer hiding? I mean, he can try he'll to find a new. Do, he'll do a double help action. Okay. He's there. 
Perfect. I would, I think, uh, for the sake of you guys as well, Pierre could also take over kind of flying the ship, and then none of you guys have to worry about it. That would be good. Uh, All right. Lizette, I, what do you feel about that? I mean, if you want to take a hand at the wheel, I could use both of mine to cast. Okay, yep. Happy to do that, if as long as it keeps me away from the cat. Uh, Lonlin, it's now your turn. Oh, thanks, Pierre. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so sorry, the bird is still... 20 feet up, you said? Yeah, it's 20 feet up, uh, upside down, coasting with its outspread wings, uh, and it's looking like it's kind of continuing its role, but hasn't yet finished. Okay, so, okay, so we have bird with Salem on the bird. From my understanding, we have a, a, a cricket bird and a Lizette near the <laughs> wheel with yep. Pierre going to the wheel. Okay, I am going to... And the bird has taken some damage. Does it look like a beefy bird or like... Uh, it, I mean, it definitely looks like a beefy bird, for sure. Uh, I would say that, uh, make a quick nature or medicine check for me. Okay, let's see. They're both crap. That is, oh, that's a 19 on the die, so 19. <laughs> All right. Uh, with a 19, you get the sense that even though this thing has taken quite a beating, it's still probably at basically two-thirds of its health. Okay, um, you know what, I'm gonna chance it, and I'm going to attempt to cast Sleep at second level, um, so that is, Sleep is usually 5d8, sorry, I gotta get more d8, this poor bird, hang on, um, and then that's an additional soul just for times. Uh, 9, 16, 17, to 25. That's uh, 35, 35 for sleep. Okay. Uh, so I know sleep. I know sleep technically is only supposed to knock creatures out if it actually rolls to their hit points. I've always found that sleep is kind of like it needs a little bit of juice. So what I'm going to say is that 35 is not enough to take this thing out to knock it unconscious. Okay. Um, and technically it would probably actually hit, it would transfer to Salem probably before it actually hit the rock. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I would say Lonlin would definitely know that. Um, and what I'm going to say, because I feel like sleep uh, needs a little bit of juice, I'm going to say that for the next round, this thing has 35 fewer hit points um, as it kind of like gets woozy and tired and it's easier to knock out. Does that kind of feel like a fair compromise? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, All right. She's going to look to Salem and be like, I, I, Salem, <laughs> you, sh you should get down <laughs> Any second now. And uh, uh, that, that... What? What? Shouting <laughs> over top of the wind. <laughs> Just get, get down from there. That'll be Longland's turn. I'm not sure that I can. <laughs> awesome. Uh, it is the rock's turn. The rock is going to finish tucking its one wing so it can right its body. Um, and it is going to... Uh, it can't get to the thing that is on its back, but it is going to uh, realize that, well, one of its legs is already broken. Uh and I think its best bet is to just try to fly away. So it is going to flap, 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 and fly away. I would absolutely say that you are close enough, Cricket, to get an attack of opportunity if you would like. Uh, sure, as the bird. All right. 
Oh, wait, no, sorry. Sorry, I had you burn your reaction already. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay, cool. Uh, the rock is going to try to flap away. It is carrying a Salem with it. Um, and as it's going, it is just going to, like, try to take its full dash action. Salem, I would allow you to use your reaction to either jump off or to try to, like, slow it down in the same way you did using your quarterstaff. And it looks like it's going away. It looks like it's trying to go away. I mean, you guys, it has a broken talent. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm just going to roll off. Okay, perfect. Uh, you roll off. Uh, make me an acrobatics check and see how cool it is to uh, to fall off of a rock that is flying away. 25. 25. It looks sick as hell. Uh, I do a superhero landing. <laughs> <laughs> you superhero landing on the deck, uh, and the rock uh, is just flapping away as fast as it can. It has a speed of 120 feet, and it's just using its action to dash. It is going 240 feet around, uh, just trying to get away from this hell that it put itself into. Uh, Cricket, you're a giant eagle. It's your turn. I also have the mind of a giant eagle. Yes, you do. Which ha, they are, ha! but they are smart. Like giant oh, eagles aren't dumb. Like, that's true. Yeah. Actually, I think I'm pretty sure it's smarter than I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, I remember well, no, it's, that. It's wiser than I am. Yeah, I remember that as like a uh, as patches. I think the first time I was transformed into a giant eagle, I gained intelligence. Oh, oh my god. Oh yeah. wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh I am technically wiser now. Um so I will fly onto the ship and just kind of start like preening, I guess. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, you start preening. Um the the ship as you land on it fully like kind of tilts to the one side. Um Pierre like, "Oh gosh." Uh and kind of struggles. Uh can you make me just an intelligence check for Pierre? Uh oh. <laughs> that one. Oh no. <laughs> and he has uh, no intelligence, so it's literally just a one. <laughs> uh Pierre fully overcorrects, um, but in the wrong direction as you like land on the ship and the weight kind of pushes that one side down. Pierre tries to spin the wheel to kind of correct it and tilt it the other way unfortunately spins it the wrong direction the entire ship flips upside down can everybody please make a dexterity saving throw to hold on to the ship oh, <laughs> do i need to make one uh, as a, i mean if you let go of the ship and just oh, start no, flying, that is true that is true yeah just yeah. a reminder you're all blessed <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of you are going to be close to uh to longland Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Plus four. Plus four. I got a six. <laughs> that's with bless. Oh, oh no. on brand. Very with on the... brand. <laughs> What's the DC? Long, long, what have you got? I'm not telling right. you the DC just yet. Okay. Great. Yeah. I, I rolled a twenty-two. <laughs> nice. Uh, with nice. your with your aura, I've got a twenty-eight. Oh, oh God. Shit. <laughs> Because oh. I have advantage on it from haste still, so. Absolutely. What did Pierre get? Uh, he got an 18 uh, nat, uh, and then he got a 4 on bless, uh, and I guess plus the um, <laughs> the the bonus as well. Uh, so 22, 26. Pretty yeah. good for Pierre. Uh, you watch as Pierre just, like, fully wraps his, like, frog legs around the steering column, 
and it's just holding on almost like as if this is just a normal thing. Uh, the ship is currently upside down. The only one who fails the DC, well, I guess, what did Giant Bird get? Uh, Giant Bird also got above 20. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, the only one to fail is Lizette. Lizette, as this ship overcracks, you try to grab something, you are not able to, and you begin falling out of the ship. Uh, what would you guys like to do? And also, Lizette, it is also slash your turn. Uh, <laughs> um, I would say uh, part of the ship buying was getting everyone like enough Featherfall tokens for everybody. Oh yeah, we all have Featherfall tokens. Oh thank so, God, yeah. Lisa, you could activate your Featherfall token if you would like. Yeah, I'll do it. All right, cool. Yeah, you as a reaction uh, like begin falling, and then you activate this Featherfall token and you slow your rate of descent down. You are still moving towards the ground. You're moving away from the ship. Um, the ship is currently upside down. Pierre is just... Actually, make another intelligence check for Pierre, please. Okay. Uh, not gonna end well, but we'll see. That's a, just a flat 10. A flat 10, I think, is just enough to get the ship oriented back in the correct like oh orientation um, if he had rolled below 10 you guys would have still been upside down if he'd rolled a natural 1 he would have driven you guys towards the ground oh, so you no. know uh, 10 is good um, and Lisette is now currently slow falling towards the ground uh, there is a giant eagle what do you guys want to do with Lisette I'll, falling towards the ground I'll fly I'll just right. go get her All right. Uh, we don't want to have a, a, a squashed uh, a Lisette here awesome uh, you fly down, you go get get her, uh, and then Cricket, uh, you deposit Lizette back on the ship, and what do you do as a giant eagle? Uh, uh, do you mean by, like, picking up Lizette, or...? No, I mean, once you've deposited Lizette back on the ship, do you land on the ship again? Yeah. All right. Can you have Pierre make another intelligence check? Yeah. Can, can I use my reaction if I see... <laughs> Cricket about to land again. Can I just like, hey, and then like knock my sword against my shield or something? <laughs> <laughs> Throw some breadcrumbs over the side. <laughs> yeah, do, do you want to do that? Because um, Pierre got a yeah. nine. <laughs> if that's an option, I want to. I would absolutely allow you to, and I would say that. Um, in that case, I would say make an intimidation check and uh, Giant Eagle, you can make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Yeah. You do not get my aura. I'm just saying. I'm just looking <laughs> now. Um... But I do have Bless. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you do. Um, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to inspire that. <laughs> okay, the DC you got to beat is 14. Um, that's only an 11. Giant eagle. There's just some weird uh, creature. I mean, it's a friend. It's a friend, but they're. You, I don't think you quite. It's not intimidating to see Lonlin like hitting her. Like you know, Lonlin's not going to attack you. No. Uh, th th yeah. To me, this is just kind of like a uh, we won a war cry. So as I <laughs> land, I, I, I unfurl my wings and I just like caw as loud as I can. Perfect. Can everyone make another dexterity saving throw, please? Cricket! <laughs> oh no. Oh good lord, no. Oh. Please say you felt set near me, please. <laughs> so 
Oh my god. Uh, I'm going to hold on to Lisette's because I like the sounds that are coming out of Elliot there. Um, Longlin, what'd you get? 18. All right. Uh, Salem? 28 again. Pierre? Uh, Pierre got... What's the uh, the aura, sorry, again? Exactly? Uh, plus four. Plus four? Uh, that would be 16 from uh, Pierre, then. Okay. Giant Eagle? Uh, 14. 14. And Lisette? Um. <laughs> no. So I got a three with bless. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, again, the giant eagle like lands, spreads their wings, which kind of like drops them down even farther. The ship again flips upside down. Lisette falls out again. Uh, <laughs> And Giant Eagle, you actually, like, you were on, you were surprised by this as well. As you land, your footing goes out from under you, and you actually begin falling as well. Uh, and... Oh, not again! Um, so, uh, I'm going to say for this, because Lisette has used, uh, her Featherfall token, uh, Cricket as the Giant Eagle, you have essentially, because you do technically act before Lisette, you have one round to catch her before she hits the ground. Neat. Uh, I'm going to say uh, you need to make, as a giant eagle, uh, an athletics or acrobatics check. Or actually, you know what? Uh, you could do. Um, you could basically make a talons attack without doing damage to try to grab Lizette. Uh Quick question, actually, on this: How do yeah. proficiencies work uh, as a, a polymorphed animal? Uh, you just take the full stats of the creature. So I, I, I lose proficiencies? You lose proficiencies. Yeah, okay. you only have this. You're, only druids get their own proficiencies. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. So oh, I would say. Question. Oh, yeah. Would this break concentration? Uh, you haven't actually taken damage. Okay, um, good. Yeah. That would be really so, bad. Yeah, it would be really bad. Uh, luckily, this is just situational. Um, and you haven't actually taken any damage. So uh, you just fall out again. Uh, Cricket, I would say probably the best would be to make a Talons attack. Yeah, um, I want to do that. Uh, right. I want to try. And I'm going to say the DC to grab someone falling out of the air. I'm going to set the DC at 14. On average, I do it. Yep. Thankfully, we're above average by a lot. Okay. All right. 22. Ooh, uh, Cricket, you fall off of the ship. As you're falling, you see your companion also falling. Um, you dive, like you just instinctually tuck your wings, dive down, uh, swoop down, unfurl your wings, uh, grab Lizette. You guys are like 10 feet above the top of trees and you just skim across before like swooping back up towards the ship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, can you make an intelligence check for Pierre to write the ship? Uh, hey, sixteen. All right. Okay. Absolutely. Pierre writes the ship. Uh, he's still like wrapped his legs around the steering console uh, and just says, uh, uh, "Mix Salem, help." Um, yeah, on the way. <laughs> uh, Salem gets to the steering column and the uh, giant eagle flies back in with 
like the second time deposits Lizette on the deck. Cricket, what would the giant eagle like to do now? Uh, deposit uh, Lizette, but not uh, sit down again. Okay. Third time's the charm. <laughs> I would say you are wise enough for sure to not do that. I was um, thinking if I had a negative whiz, I would just do it again. But thankfully, <laughs> the bird is smart. Thank <laughs> God. Amazing. Uh, and eventually, the uh, the polymorph spell like ends, and Cricket is returned to the ship. Um, and as uh, we do so, we're going to take a break. Rock on! (laughs) The Dirty Twenties Podcast is sponsored this week by the Ship Captain's Ship Cat's Cat House, a tea house of renown in Olmeneus. After a long day on the waters or an even longer voyage in the airs, You deserve to relax, rejuvenate, and refresh your spirits. At the Ship Captain's Ship Cat's Cat House, you can enjoy a quiet atmosphere, drink some tea, and cuddle with cats, kittens, and toms to your heart's content. Feeling extra fatigued? Our private rooms are the answer. There, you and a special cat of your choosing can spend dedicated time together so that you might benefit most strongly from the most perfect of pets. So, next time you're in Olmeneus, come to the ship captain's ship cat's cat house. It's not a brothel. Honest. Wink. We are also sponsored this week by the feeling of wind in your hair and sun on your face. Ah, the most perfect feeling. A feeling, you say? How can a feeling be a sponsor? Well, here at the Dirty Twenties Podcast, even emotions can be sponsors, so there's really no excuse for you not to advertise your business with us. And I don't want to hear any excuses about how your business is more of a thought than an actuality at the moment, Hank. You've been talking about it for years now. You either need a shit or get off the pot, Hank. And that means starting your business. So sponsor us, Hank, and commit yourself to getting your idea out of your head and into this world. Then you too can have wonderful ads like this one for the feeling of wind in your face and sun in your hair or whatever. Sorry? It's reversed? What do you mean it's reversed? No, I said that. No, I said that. Listen back. Listen back to what I said. You know what? You know what, Hank? If you have a problem with the way I read the copy, you do it. I, I don't know. Well, welcome back from break, everyone. So after having fought off the rock, our, and, you know, uh, saved Lisette from falling into the ground a couple of times, uh, our adventurers find themselves back on the ship, uh, heading towards the foothills. I'm going to say that we can kind of 
jump forward a little bit. Um, you can finish up. You can take a short rest if you need to to kind of recover any hit points if you lost any uh, or any spell slots for warlocks, stuff like that. Um, and uh, it is the new dawn. Uh, as the dawn kind of rises over the mountains, you are fully out over the foothills. And Lonlin and Cricket, you begin to recognize landmarks. Uh, you know that you guys are close to the little hut in which you saw the Churlish Gnome. So, as you guys approach, are you keeping an eye out? What are you guys thinking? Uh, Lonlin, this is the place, right? Uh, sorry, just to confirm, are we on the ground or are we still in the air? It's entirely up to you. Uh, my feeling is that you guys are still in the air, but if you guys would rather take a little break from the ship after the shenanigans, that's also understandable. Oh no, that's sorry. I just wanted to confirm. Um, yeah, <laughs> she's just gonna be staring over the edge, but also trying not to look directly over the edge, but also looking over the edge. So I, I guess it could be. It looks like it. All right, maybe we should try and find the camp, and then, uh, uh, or if there is remnants of the camp. And then we touched down and figure out which direction he went. Yeah, so it was actually, um, it was a little hut that you'd seen. So I would say that um, if you guys, if both of you guys want to try to like take a lookout, you can each take a uh, perception check to see if you can spot it. Or if you would like, you can try to describe it to uh, Pierre or Lisette or Salem or whatever to see if they might be able to helm it. But uh, if you don't want to try to des describe it, then it'll just be you guys, because you're the ones who really saw it. I would like to try and describe it. <laughs> All right. Uh, in this case, this is just going to be, uh, I'm going to say a wisdom check, just oh, to see shit. kind of like if you kind of give enough information. Uh, right, and... I'm going to enhance ability myself then for that. All right. Or actually, wait, Lonlon, do you have good wisdom? Uh, as a paladin, it's not terrible, but it's not great. It's only a 10. Okay, we're, we're on the same standing. All right, I will take it then. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, uh, I will take it. Advantage on in uh, wisdom check. Yes. That's a dirty 20. Ooh, dirty Oh, that evolution was yes. perfect. Uh, perfect. Um, yeah, you are able to describe it kind of like the, in that brief moment of like pulling back, like some of the kind of the, the key features that you saw, um, like the, the color of the trees around uh, some of the plants that might be in bloom. And I think kind of the most notable thing is you see a kind of unique, you saw a uniquely shaped lake, which you, like it looked kind of almost like a, not quite a, a shooting star, but kind of had like a bit of like a, an arc to it. And just kind of like, there were a few spits of land that almost kind of gave it like a star-like shape at one end, um, which you kind of describe. And then uh, Pierre is happy to kind of take a look out. Uh, and uh, would anybody else like to assist? If one of you has a perception, maybe helping out Pierre would be lovely. I'd love I to have advantage on a pl uh, plus 11. I can't, I'm afraid. Oh, damn. I'm, I'm decently have... wise, but I'm not very perceptive. 
I have advantage with my shield, but I would give myself disadvantage because of the fear of heights. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't help anyone. <laughs> I can try a dog shit perception though. Do you have do you have proficiency in it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you could assist Pierre, basically. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Pierre would be doing the role, but you're giving him advantage because you have per, uh, proficiency. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll help him out. All right. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, with that help, uh, we got a, a, a dirty 30. A dirty 30. Dirty 30. Dirty 30. That's the scene. <laughs> it's when we're all 10 years older. Um, you know, uh, like the, the, the scales have fallen from our eyes. We see the world for what it is. Uh, and uh, yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> because of that, we get that a little got, depressed, which ties into the Great Depression. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> guys, 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 let's kill this one. Let's do the dirty 30s. No, I don't want to. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, excellent. With a dirty 30, um, after about another like half hour, as the sun is rising, uh, Pierre kind of like at on the bowsprit, like in that classic like uh, pirate's pose of like holding on to a, a rope and leaning out and looking, um, says, "Ah, oh, shooting star lake ahead! I see it. There it is. Oh, and there's that cabin you described. It's it's right there." Um, and points it out to you, and you see that there is in fact this old cabin. It looks like. Um, maybe um, uh, like a lot of in a lot of places where there are like sheep herders uh, they will have these like small little cabins that they can get to get to like to overnight or to wait out a storm or something and they're fairly rough they're like maybe like 10 feet by 10 feet with and their main purpose is to get you out of the wind and the rain basically so they're not fancy Um, you don't and as like you kind of approach, you see that there is no smoke coming out of the little chimney hole in this cabin. So he's very long since gone. Well, I guess it t- it did take us pretty much like the entire night to get here. So that is basically, that's pretty much 12 hours. So, yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it's entirely fair. Does that mean he, so he's got, he's had 14 hours to get to Almanaeus from here. How would that make sense for him to be there yet? Uh, I would say that, um, like, uh, 14 hours was definitely, like, airship travel time from yeah. Bleak Spire to Omanes. 14 hours from here, I don't think is getting him to Omanes. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Who, uh, are you going to try to Sorry. land and investigate, or what you guys thinking? Oh, totally. All right. Uh, so whoever wants to, whoever wants to land, uh, make an airship handling check. Once you guys have done this a few times, we won't have to do this all the time, but you know, you're still learning how to fly an airship. Can can I? <laughs> Am I captain? <laughs> Admiral? Uh, wait, there's a cat. Where's the other cat? Oh, wait, I'm Admiral. Yeah, you're Admiral. Don't, just, just go with it, Cricket. It's fine. It's yours. All right, there. That's an 11. <laughs> Okay, uh, an 11, um, you uh, are coming in. There's not really any like big obstructions here, but there's also not like an airship dock, which would make this a lot easier, right? Uh, there are landing gears on the airship. 
um, which you deploy and you come in for a landing and it looks like it's going really well. Um, and you're kind of beginning to just like settle straight down. Um, and as you're about like five feet away from the landing gears hitting the ground, you start to hear a crunch and a creaking sound and you realize that you never retracted the ventral uh, sail. Uh-oh. Uh, and you kind of like, you're going down quite quickly and uh, you actually like, you reach and you're able to just pull it up, um, but not before you hear just a slight snap uh, in your ventral sail. Uh, you land on the ground and you see that there is a broken spar of wood underneath the ship. Uh-oh. Uh, mechanically, what that means is if one of you has the mending cantrip, you can fix it. Um, you can do like a spit and polish kind of repair, which is like a, a carpenter's or a tinker tools check. Um, but if you don't get it repaired, then basically you've lost five feet of speed is kind of mechanically how it works. Uh, does anyone have that spell? I, I, I do nope. not. I do not as well. Hmm. <laughs> uh, does anyone have the tool? Uh, a ship would come with carpenter's tools for sure for doing minor repairs. So I would just say you have the tool, uh, but, but it's whether or not someone has tool proficiency. Yeah. But needs some framework. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Where is my? Can I use my mason tools for this? Uh, hmm. I would probably I, say no. Unfortunately, there. Uh, like, okay. I, I, I like chipping away at stone and carving stone it just feels very different than carving like than working with wood i'm sorry no that is valid <laughs> uh, in in pierre's long lifetime of holding like all the jobs in the world has he ever been a carpenter oh um you know i'm having a little bit of trouble remembering at the moment uh does he have any uh like tool proficiencies i forget on his sheet i don't i don't think so I didn't write that All right. one what down, actually. Say, what I'm going to say is uh, roll me a straight-up luck check. If you get 10 and above, Pierre has, in fact, work as, worked as a carpenter. Hey, I got a 16. A 16. Yeah. Oh, yes, sorry. Uh, that was, It was when I was very young. It was when I was only, like, about three months old. But <laughs> I, I did work as an apprentice to a carpenter. Uh, we mostly made furniture. But I'd be happy to. I, I mean, I'm sure the principles are essentially. You know what? I'll do it. Uh, and Pierre will go down uh, and we'll begin to kind of fix it. So can you make me? Oh, gosh. I think this kind of feels like maybe. A, OK, who feels like this is more of like a wisdom versus an intelligence? I kind of I, I can see either wisdom. Way. Wisdom. I say wisdom. Yeah. All right. Wisdom. Yeah, wisdom seems, seems All right. Legit. Yeah, uh, Pierre can make in a wisdom check with proficiency. Nice. And uh, you can I'm also put in... inspire him. All right. You can put a carpenter's tool proficiency on Pierre's sheet. Perfect. Just done. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to play him a sick beat uh, as he <laughs> do, does this. I, I, he doesn't need the sick beat though. Uh, he got a twenty-three. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah, uh, it takes him only just a little bit. He's like, oh, it's just a simple simple break. Easy to do. We'll just uh, put a little bit of a, a rabbit in this one and uh, we'll t a, a baling twine, a little bit of glue. Oh, yes, this no problem at all. 
and uh, executes a little repair. And there's definitely like, you can see where the repair happened, but it is strong. Uh, he kind of carves out like a rabbit on each side so that he can put a little dowel of wood in and stick it together and use the bailing twine to uh, hold it together. Uh, so Pierre manages to fix the ship and you are landed on the ground in front of this little cottage. All right there. Well, Pierre, you never cease to amaze me. Oh, thank you very much. That's very kind. So, guys, um, who here is good at survival? I mean, I did do it in an eldritch hellscape for about a year. Can't imagine. That sounds good. It's any different than being outside. <laughs> yeah. But then... After you, Lizette, Pierre can offer assistance. Perfect. And what you're looking for tracks specifically, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can make a survival check with advantage with Pierre's help. Okay. While while Lizette's doing that, uh, I don't need to roll for it or anything yet. But I'm I'm just gonna head up towards the cabin and start checking it out. Excellent. That's a nat uh, 20. Oh, damn! Oh, uh, what, a, what a session. Indeed. Uh, before we get to that nat 20, uh, Salem, can you roll me an investigation check? Uh, only a 12. Only a 12. Uh, cool. Uh, as you kind of like are getting close to the cabin, uh, you see like a couple of scraps of paper uh, just like underneath a few bushes and such. Um and you see the door of the cabin is, uh, there's no lock on it at all. Uh, and like, there's just a very simple latch, which you open and you see inside this cabin, uh, just copious amounts of writing covering every wall. Um, most of which is pretty much indecipherable to you. There's stuff on the walls. There are like scraps of fabric and torn pieces of paper uh, that seem to have been scavenged and have just been written on in like any sort of language that you can imagine very much like what you've seen Lisette doing in her book um, Lisette with a natural 20 um, you begin looking around for some tracks on the ground um, and it is very easy there was actually like a fair amount of moisture uh, yesterday, I guess, in this area. It looks like maybe it had rained yesterday afternoon, um, <clears throat> but it hadn't rained since. And so you see several tracks uh, heading roughly in the direction of Olmeneus itself, but with a natural 20, you actually see that um, there's kind of like one path. Uh, like, if you go to the other side of the lake, uh, there would be one path through some like hill valleys that would take you pretty much directly to Olmeneus. Um, but these tracks aren't going in the like most direct route to that path. And you actually get the sense that with that natural 20, uh, the Trillishome is actually bypassing Bleak Spire by, to the south, or uh, bypassing Olmeneus to the south. Um, and I think the other thing you find with that natural 20 survival, um, you find a, like another scrap of paper underneath like a bush basically like pressed into the dirt with one of the footprints uh, and you pull it out and you see 
a bunch of writing as well. Uh, and you've found a like really like hard to decipher piece of paper, but you've definitely found something. What language is it in? Uh, this one is written in three languages. You see words in Elven, Celestial, and Undercommon. Can I read them? Because I speak all those languages. <laughs> absolutely, you can. Uh, you can absolutely see the words that are written on this. And you see um, on this specifically, on this piece of paper, you see um, that this is part of a larger document. Um, so you're only getting like sentence fragments. But you see great power can be found. Aberrant ally is possible to the unnatural bane of this can be found far. And that's probably all that it fits on this little scrap of paper. He desperately needs to work on his grammar. <laughs> what did you... What's what's on it? It's mostly just the ramblings of a madman. Though... So. It is very clear that he is purposely trying to evade us. Can't imagine it's going to be easy to track him from here. No further clues or anything like that. There's a bunch of writing and scraps in the cabin. Well, perhaps we could put those all together. See if it makes sure. any sense. Right, well, uh, I'll... I'll go inside and gather them up then. Sounds good. Perfect. Uh, yeah, uh, you gather some of the the stuff, um, and I would allow either Lisette to make uh, just a general intelligence check to try to decipher, or if you can make an argument for a skill. Can I make an argument for a skill? Yeah. Um... History? How? I would need you to make the argument. Hmm. Mm, I, I, I'm not as smart as Lizette. We'll just go, we'll just go straight check. <laughs> uh, Cricket's right. going to play a mad bop. Uh, enjoy your inspiration. Oh, hell yeah. Just in case you need it. What it? What is? It's a D eight. Oh, okay, that's a D eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a D eight. Please use it. <laughs> so I got a natural twenty seven on the D eight. <laughs> so oh my god! Holy shit! Jesus! Three. My god! Oh! I know oh. everything. You. Oh my god! You got. Okay. Uh, be prepared for a little bit of exposition from old Marcus. Uh, Hooray! <laughs> get your popcorn. Yeah. All right. So, um, these scrawlings that you find, again, they're in a vast array of languages, very much like what you write down in your book. And um, the first thing you get is that this is like notation similar in the way that you write down in your book. It's as if the Churlish Gnome writes down just wherever on whatever. And that kind of forms his book. You get as well this, like, you know 
that what he is doing is providing knowledge to the archives in exchange for more power. Um, this is like the trade, the agreement that he made, basically. It is the same sort of trade and drive that you feel compelled to do. But with a 33, you get a fair amount of extra information. First of all, um, there is enough information here to know that he is talking primarily about the far gear, which you know is part of the orrery of the wanderer which is the device that was used to bring about the corruption to bring the corruption into the world and it's the one that the order of corruption is seeking to find the far gear specifically uh there are a lot of mentions about how it taps into the far realm and pulls creatures from the far realm the far gear is like one of the major components that allowed the corruption to come into like this world by like opening portals and summoning creatures through this rambling is talking about possible locations for the far gear uh possible uses for the far gear including like summoning stronger and stronger aberrations even more strongly than like what you or the churlish gnome are able to summon at the moment um with the goal of bringing in like eventually uh, basically tearing a hole wide enough to once again bring in corruption you get that there are like kind of two major locations that he is looking for this um one of which is actually in the lake of Olmanes, the Olmanes Lake, um, that there is thought that there is something there. And you don't really, he doesn't cite any sources, um, but you get the sense that it's very much the way that the archives infuse your mind with knowledge is the way that the Churlish Gnome has been infused with knowledge. That it just, he just knows things. He knows it is either in the waters underneath the, like in the lake, or it is in the waters like outside New Republica, somewhere in that, in the ocean outside New Republica. Uh, and then kind of, I think the big important thing that you know, um, with that 33 and like thinking back to that time that you spent with your patron or that entity, at least that was speaking for your patron there was something about the way they were speaking to you and talking to you about acquiring knowledge and putting knowledge out into the world. There is something about the archives that the best way for them to gather information is for that information to not exist anywhere else. There is a covetousness of the archives. As much as they spread information, it is with the goal of bringing more information in and ultimately of being the sole possessor of that knowledge. And I think with that 33, you know that what your patron seeks ultimately is the return of the corruption because the return of the corruption could mean the end of the world and thus the the archives would be the final arbiter of knowledge, the last place where the knowledge lives. Uh, any questions? 
Nope. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. That's uh that's not great. So for starters, I think this whole corruption bringing about the end of the world thing is thankfully uh, ingrained in the task of finding the Cherlish gnome as well. So two birds with one stone with that one. He's looking for something or he thinks he knows where something is. He, it's a lot of rambling. He's not as concise as I am. Some of us can't be great scholars. <laughs> I think we need to investigate the lake. I think that might be where he's going. If uh, he's looking the for the witch lake, the the Omanese lake. Ah, gotcha. That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I mean we've dealt with more difficulties than a lake. Perhaps that's where we should head next. I suppose so. We do have a friend uh, with uh, Elfish Presley. We do. Could he help us? Do you know how to contact him? Well, we could try going to one of his concerts. I wouldn't mind a bit of music. Not that your your music is perfectly lovely, Cricket. No, I, I get it. Sometimes you just want to hear something that's not like, just like clapping against your body. Body percussion is only so much. <laughs> There's only so much solo clapping against your body so someone can take. <laughs> Even clapping against another person's body. Like sometimes like oh. that can only get you so far. Oh. Having a full orchestra is a wonderful experience. I remember back when I was in band camp. No, no, that's okay, Cricket. No. <laughs> that's all right. That's quite all right. No, wait, let him finish. <laughs> I think that's the problem in the first place. No. Um, <laughs> that's true. It was a really long orchestra. There was like five of us all together. And like, we were all doing the, some of the same mages. Um, I volunteered to go first. And Let's go to the lake. <laughs> it's not about the length. It's about what you do with it. Good Lord. Well, we're just talking about instruments. Body Lord, percussion. Help. Uh, it, it, while this conversation is happening, can I spend ten minutes to do find Steed? <laughs> Ooh, absolutely! Ooh. Wait, yes. what? Yeah, uh, absolutely. You can spend ten minutes to find Steed. Um, please describe the ritual to us, and then describe your Steed that arrives. So, it looks like like Longwin. It looks like she's kind of silently praying except she's not silent because there's a verbal component to it but <laughs> it looks like she's just sort of like praying to no one to nothing just kind of rambling to herself and she's sort of like you know if it would be very helpful if i could just get a pony just just a pony for just a little while that'd be great and she's going to <laughs> her fine steed is just going to be a very majestic pony uh, excellent. What color is your majestic pony? Uh, it is going to be. Oh, what color do I want it to be? It's very. It, it, it's since it's Fey, it, it's celestial Fey or fiend. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what? It's going to be celestial, and it's going to. It's going to be like a very light gray color with a black mane on it, with like big black eyes. Um, and yeah, it's just a, just a sweet little pony. 
<laughs> uh, you're like as you finish the ritual, you just hear a <laughs> uh, and <laughs> cantering out of the uh, the forest around you, uh, appearing almost through this like low hanging cloud that seems to have come out of nowhere. Um, you just see this gray pony uh, walk up to you, and like it stands majestically for a pony. Um, puts one like it does that kind of that pose where like three legs are straight and one is bent um and it just bows its head to you lonlin uh and just kind of like flicks its hair oh, thank you so much for coming i wasn't sure if anyone would come this is a huge help to me what what's your name uh do they speak oh god uh, uh... <laughs> Um, oh, oh god, no! Another it, name. It, it does say it knows a language, but I, I don't know if it can speak. Your oh, let me see here. I've never used this spell before. Yeah, no Even though I played like a billion paladins, I've never used this spell. Yeah, you guys can uh, communicate telepathically. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, now this name has to be more than just a, a stupid looking around the room name. All right. Uh, it doesn't need to be. <laughs> <laughs> that is why I pose you with the question. <laughs> you, uh, the name, like this pony, bows its head, shakes, uh, shakes its mane, and you just hear dandelion. Aww. That is like a that's a majestic name for a noble seed. I'm gonna call him Dan. <laughs> If that one calls me Dan, I'll bite his fingers. We get along so with this horse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know if we'll need to ride you exactly, but it's always good to have a helping hand. Thank you, Dandy. Fine. <laughs> you may call me whatever you want, but I insist upon dandelion from others. Oh, no, if you prefer dandelion, every oh, uh, guys, friends, people. Yeah, yeah. This, this is what? this Where'd is you get? this is dandelion. Wait, where did that come from? Yeah, what? I I, I prayed and he showed up. You're. That's how that you, works. Are you male? I don't want to assume your gender. As a celestial being, gender doesn't really apply to me. I use they them pronouns. Okay, yeah. Uh, th this is dandelion. Uh, they came to me as I prayed for 10 minutes. Uh, please do call them Dandelion. They're very nice so far. I'll, I'll call them Dan. Uh, Dandelion comes over, bites your finger. <laughs> <laughs> I need that to play instruments. It doesn't I mean, do any damage, you, but it's a warning. You were playing with your feet earlier. That's true. I was. I quite like this pony, but oh. uh, our our ship is already pretty crowded, isn't it? Oh, you're. Oh, we're we're going back up. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I mean, I don't. Sense. If we're not going back up, then we have to do something with the ship. Oh, I, I don't want to just leave it here after. That no, 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 not after not after last time. Like I don't even. Coral parking space. <laughs> I. Uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> would it fit in there? Really? 
I mean, it held the world's knowledge. I'm sure that it can fit a small ship. <laughs> it just might get corrupted and, you know, <laughs> run away and Lolan might pretend to kill it and then it will really cause some issues. Uh, uh, you know, I, I want to see a sentient ship, but... <laughs> That's um, horrifying. Dandelion, I think, looks, kind of comes over to you, Lonlin, uh, bumps your shoulder with their head, and says, Lonlin, as a celestial beast, I can run beside the ship in the air so long as no one is on me. I cannot carry you, but I can run beside the ship in the air. Oh, that's so cool. That'd be fantastic. I, yeah, if you could, that'd be great. That would save me a lot of time from summoning you again. Of course. Uh, and Dandelion, like, does a little canter in a circle. Um, and then you watch as, like, as they begin, like, stepping. It's almost as if they're, like, stepping up these stones. And you see, like, little glowing pads appear underneath their, their feet, which disappear and, like, fade out in, like, little sparkles of kind of bright golden light as the foot lifts off of them this is so this is swell i i i like this dandelion all right let's go we got this <laughs> awesome and as you take off in the ship accompanied by a dandelion running beside which even though they are running on air they still make that like typical pony sound uh you fly out towards the direction you believe the churlish gnome is moving. In fact, the direction you know that he is moving with that natural 20. And as the sun continues to rise over this beautiful day, we're going to end our session there. time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties. Will our heroes find the churlish gnome? Can they stop the summoning of corruption? And will Pierre get eaten by Captain? Tune in to find out. In the meantime, visit www.dirtytwentiespodcast.com, all spelled out, to be the flyest feline around. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email at dirty20spodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you send us any fan art, we'll be sure to add it to the website. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Dusik. My players were Craig Chapman, Richard Chapman, Toby McGowan, and Elliot White. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any wooden nickels. Who's going to be on sales? Uh, Low-key, Lonlin is uh, terrified of uh, being in the air, so she's just going to be very useless. <laughs> that has the upper body strength of a chocolate eclair. I don't think that's... <laughs> that's, I, that's a great description. 